Okay, so we're reading from Jonah 1. So if you have your Bible and you want to look at it, um, you can do, and it will also be on the screen. The word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai. Go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it, because its wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed for Tarshish. He went down to Joppa, where he found a ship bound for that port. After paying the fare, he went aboard and sailed for Tarshish to flee from the Lord. Then the Lord sent a great wind on the sea, and such a violent storm arose that the ship threatened to break up. All the sailors were afraid, and each cried out to his own God, and they threw the cargo into the sea to lighten the ship. But Jonah had gone below deck, where he lay down and fell into a deep sleep. The captain went to him and said, How can you sleep? Get up and call on your God. Maybe he will take notice of us so that we will not perish. Then the sailors said to each other, Come, let us cast lots to find out who's responsible for this calamity. They cast lots and the lot fell on Jonah. So they asked him, Tell us, who's responsible for making all this trouble for us? What kind of work do you do? Where do you come from? What is your country? From what people are you? He answered, I am a Hebrew, and I worship the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the dry land. This terrified them, and they asked, What have you done? They knew he was running away from the Lord, because he had already told them so. The sea was getting rougher and rougher, so they asked him, What should we do to you to make the sea calm down for us? Pick me up and throw me into the sea, he replied, and it will become calm. I know that it is my fault that this great storm has come upon you. Instead, the men did their best to row back to the land, but they could not, for the sea grew even wilder than before. Then they cried out to the Lord, please, Lord, do not let us die for taking this man's life. Do not hold us accountable for killing an innocent man. For you, Lord, have done as you pleased. Then they took Jonah and threw him overboard and the raging sea grew calm. At this, the men greatly feared the Lord, and they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows to him. Every spring, I struggle to get to work. It's not because I can't run for a bus. It's not the buses or the mad traffic. It's this thing that stops me. This is a goose that I am convinced is out to get me. Every spring... I try and get past it, it's terrifying, and I either end up getting bitten or running away screaming. Now, I have tried everything, feeding it, uh, sneaking past it, scaring it with my coat, nothing works. Last year, it even stole my bacon sandwich, and it's coming up to that time of year again. I have to get to work, it's where I'm heading to, but so often I end up running and screaming in the opposite direction because of this goose. I know it sounds silly, but this is a problem for me. So often in my life, I know the place I want to get to, where I want to be, but I end up going in the opposite direction because life happens. But I'm probably the only one this happens to, right? I'm guessing no one else here gets chased by psychotic geeks. But maybe we're all going somewhere in life. Maybe each of us has a goal we want to achieve. That could be promotion at work, raising a family, getting married. I don't know. We all have somewhere or something in life that we're working towards, that we're aiming for. 
But all too often, the goose attacks. Things change. Life happens. It gets too hard and we can find ourselves, for whatever reason, heading in the opposite direction. So often, we try to get to the place we're supposed to be, but we end up going in the opposite direction. So what do you do? And part of the Christian life is that God calls us to do things as well. God is going to give each of us something to do, and that will look different for each of us. Some of you are called to work with the homeless, or serve the church, reach your neighbors, or take responsibility for your city. I don't know. But whatever God gives you to do, it's about building a relationship between us and God. Whatever God gives us, if we follow that invitation to do it, that calling, we'll know God's love in a much deeper way and we'll develop a much deeper love for the people around us. And ultimately, whatever God gives you to do, it's about loving God and loving your neighbor. That's the direction that God is calling us in. And we have a choice in that, to follow God's calling or not. God is inviting us into that relationship with him. But alongside that, no matter how we respond to God's calling, God is still at work in our lives. Whether we do the thing that God gives us or not, God is still working. And even if we run away from the thing that God gives us to do, God's disappointment with our running will never be greater than his love for us because God is continually inviting us to know him better. I'll give you an example. I was once offered a job leading a big church in Reading, uh, which is down south, it's outside of Yorkshire, um, it was, this church was in the middle of a deprived housing estate with huge problems with poverty and addiction. And that was my dream job. I felt sure God was calling me there. But despite knowing where I should go, I went in the opposite direction. God invited me into this great adventure and I ran away. I lost my confidence. All those things people said to you about, you know, you're not good enough to serve God. They chip away at you and I... I ran away from where God was calling me, and I ran into self-doubt and misery. And I lost that church, and I lost the job. I felt like the worst kind of fraud, and standing in front here now in front of you guys, I'll be honest, I still do. But despite how badly I messed up and how far I ran, God is still inviting me into that relationship. God's still at work in my life. He's at work in our lives, despite how far we run from him. And I think we can all have times where we run from the things that God gives us rather than running into that relationship with him. You know, we're all being called somewhere, but sometimes it's too hard or we can't be bothered or life or time or circumstances get in the way. And we can find ourselves running from the place that God calls us to. We can stop making things about what God gives us and make it all about the reasons we can't do it. But despite that, God is still working in our lives. He still loves us. He still answers our prayers. He still forgives us. But he still gives us things to do because he wants to build that relationship with us. So during this series, we are looking at the main things of the gospel. And our key thought for today is this. God is inviting us. God invites us to know him as our father and invites us to be part of his kingdom. Some of us are accepting that invitation, and some of us aren't. And 
all through the Bible, God is described as perfectly loving, perfectly good, perfectly holy. And one of the ways God expresses that is he keeps inviting us. He gives us things to do. And he keeps doing that. And we always have a choice to accept or reject that invitation. So how do you balance God giving us things to do with our gut reaction, which is often to run away? Well, the good news is we aren't the only people to struggle with this idea. Turn with me, if you would, to uh, the book of Jonah, and we're going to see how God calls a man into a relationship, how he runs, and how God is still active in his life. Now, to give you a bit of background, Jonah was a prophet, which means he spoke with God's voice and followed God's commandments. Now, normally, when you see someone described as a prophet, we would expect to see them go where God calls them to. But what you're going to see throughout this series is Jonah do the exact opposite. Jonah runs, but God is still active in his life. Verse 1 tells us, The word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai, Go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it, for its wickedness has come up before me. So Jonah hears directly from God, and God invites Jonah to do something amazing. I want you to notice the first word that God uses. Go. God said, go. And God calls Jonah to go to the city of Nineveh. Now, give you a bit of context. Nineveh was the center of the Assyrian Empire. These were a people famous for cruelty and genocide. They ruled by torture and intimidation. And the Israelites, of whom Jonah was part of, uh, they were afraid of them. And they hated the God that Jonah followed. And Jonah has been sent to them. And he's been told to tell them, you're a terrible people. Stop what you're doing and start worshipping me. God, that is not Jonah, obviously. The truth is, the place Jonah was sent to could have seen him tortured or killed. He was probably scared, and yet God still said go. This was probably well out of Jonah's comfort zone. It would have meant, like the world's worst proclaimer, going 500 miles across the desert in difficult conditions, and yet God still said go. It's like that with the Christian life sometimes. God invites us deeper into this relationship with him, and he gives us things to do, but sometimes God is going to ask you to do things that are difficult, that are hard, that are out of your comfort zone or seem impossible. But God is still at work in our lives. And what that means is, God never promised it would be easy. He never promised it would be straightforward. All God promised is that it would be worth it. So what's your Nineveh? What's the thing that God is calling you into? Because God said go. But when God said go, Jonah said no. Verse 3 tells us, but Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed for Tarshish, I'm pointing over there again. He went down to Joppa, where he found the ship bound for that port. Now, Tarshish is about 2,500 miles away from Israel in Spain, and that's where Jonah runs to. Jonah hears the word of the Lord, and he freaks out, but he doesn't just run away from God physically. He does the exact opposite of what God says. So God says, go east. Jonah goes west. God says, go over land. Jonah goes by boat. God says, go to a big city, and Jonah goes to the middle of nowhere. God says, go 500 miles, and Jonah goes 2,500. Jonah doesn't just run away from God physically, but he runs away from God in every way he can in his heart. Just like Jonah, God gives all of us something to do. Sometimes it's hard, 
we don't want to, or life or circumstances get in the way. And we can make the decision, whether we'd realize it or not, to run away from God. Just like the boat to Tarshish, there's always a boat going in the opposite direction when God calls you to something. There's always an opportunity to run away from God. It's not just in the big things, though. It's in the little things as well. You ever seen a homeless person in town and thought you should help them, but you were uh, apathy sets in before we know it, we've walked past them? Or you feel like you should pray for someone at church and, um, you know, it's a bit awkward because you don't really know them. Or, um, you know, you think the thing you want to pray about is a bit awkward and you leave it. Or you see someone on Facebook or Instagram having a hard time and you know you should check on them to see if they're all right, but life takes over or you think there might be a bit of a drama queen and you, you leave them to it. You can always find a boat going in the opposite direction if you run from God. God is always going to say go, but we can always say no. But when God said go and Jonah said no, God then asks, is that so? God is still at work in Jonah's life. Verse 4 tells us, Then the Lord sent a great wind on the sea, and such a violent storm arose that the ship threatened to break up. You see, even though Jonah is on the run from God and things are getting rough, God is still at work at the life of Jonah because God loves Jonah no matter how far he runs. God does a lot of things to get Jonah's attention. He sends a storm. Jonah gets thrown overboard. And even in the worst of those circumstances, God is still at work in Jonah's life. Even though Jonah ran away, God is still chasing him. It's the same in our lives. Wherever you're at with God, God is still at work in your life. Even if you run from him like Jonah did, God will chase us no matter how far we run. Now, I don't mean physically, God's not going to rugby tackle you to the ground and drag you somewhere you don't want to go. But this is God. This is the God that the Bible says spoke the universe into existence, who's all-powerful, all-knowing, who is crazily in love with each of you. Do you really think you can outrun that God? We can't outrun God's perfect love, his grace, his forgiveness, his mercy, his kindness. No matter how far we run, God is still there. All we have to do is stop running, even when things are at their worst. We stop running and God's love comes rushing in. Scripture tells us that when things were at their worst for Jonah, when he was being thrown overboard in the middle of a storm and it looked like he was going to drown, God sends a big fish to swallow Jonah and take him to safety. And in the same way, when you're in the middle of the storm, when life doesn't make sense, when you're in the run and you might feel like you're drowning, God's love can come sweeping in and rescue us because God is still at work in your life because God said go, Jonah said no, but God will always ask, is that so? And I want you to notice something. Jonah never made it to Tarshish. He never made it to the place he was going. Verse 4 tells us, after paying the fare, he went aboard and sailed for Tarshish to flee from the Lord. Jonah never made it to the place he was running to. He got on a boat in Joppa, he paid the price, and he was thrown overboard during a storm. Jonah ran, but he never got there. So what's our Tarshish? What's the thing we run to when we run away from God? Because whatever it is we run to, whoever it is we run to, wherever it is we run to, we'll never make it. 
That person, that place, that thing will never be enough to separate us from God's love because we can't outrun God's love. God is still at work in our lives. Jonah ran. He paid the price. He went through an ordeal and he never got to where he was going. And you know, when you run from God, you can pay the price. Time, energy, money, love, emotions. The place we run to can cost us so much and we'll never make it. And yet God still wants to act in our lives. The love of God is free and that means we don't have to pay the price like Jonah did. Maybe we don't need to run. Maybe all the bad stuff that happened to Jonah didn't need to happen. Because when you look at the story of Jonah, all the good stuff that happened to him happened when he ran towards where God was calling him. And all the bad stuff, the storm being thrown overboard, happened when he ran away from God. Maybe what we need to learn from Jonah is that it's better to follow God's call. It's better to run towards God than away from him. Because when God calls us, God will go with us. Joshua 1.9 says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Maybe that's what Jonah should have listened to. And maybe that's what we should listen to. That God loves us. He's with us. And he will go with us wherever we're called and wherever we go. Because God said go. Jonah said no. But God will always ask, is that so? So what's that mean for us? I think it's easy to write the story of Jonah off as a children's story. But I wonder if there's something we can learn from that. You know, you hear a story about Jonah running away from God, and I think you can respond in one of two ways. We can either ignore it because we think we're okay, or we can condemn ourselves because we know deep down that we're running from God. But I want to suggest to you the story about Jonah isn't about ignoring it or condemning yourself. It's about how you respond to God's invitation. It's about your heart. What way is your heart facing? Where is your heart guiding you? Are you heading towards where God is calling you in love, into that relationship with him? Or are you running away from where God is calling you? What direction are you running in? Are you running towards or away from God? Maybe we need to ask what we're running from. Jonah runs from God's calling to reach the city of Nineveh. Now, truthfully, we don't know why Jonah runs. He might have been scared, selfish, couldn't be bothered. We just don't know. And some of us, whether we'd admit it or not, are running from God in parts of our lives. And sometimes we run from God in parts of our lives that no one can see. Maybe you're holding on to unforgiveness or resentment or your life's a mess and you, you think God's abandoned you or God is calling you back to him and you're fighting it. I don't know what that would look like for you. But I do know that for all of you, there will come a season in your life where the word of the Lord comes to you, just like it did to Jonah, and you will have a choice to run towards where God is calling you or to run away from it. So how do you respond? Because sometimes running from God can be exhausting. Verse 5 tells us that Jonah was asleep when the storm hit. And when you run, you can pay the price. It can drain you physically, mentally, and emotionally. 
And some of you might be in that place and you're exhausted from running from God. In verse 10, the sailors asked Jonah, what have you done? Because sometimes when we run from God and we're carrying hurts and baggage, it doesn't just impact us. It impacts the people that are around us because we transfer our hurts. In verse 11, Jonah says, pick me up and throw me into the sea. Because when you're running from God, sometimes you can make really stupid decisions. Maybe some of you have hit the point that you can't run anymore. Maybe some of you have been running from God for so long, you don't know where you're at anymore. Maybe some of you are smiling on the outside, but if you're honest, there's a part of your life where you know you're not following God's call, and you're running from him in some part of your heart or your life. Let me say this to you very gently. Maybe it's time to stop running. Just because we said no doesn't change the fact that God said go. Maybe instead of running away from where God is calling you, maybe it's time to run to that place he calls us into. Maybe it's time to say yes. John was invited to Nineveh. Wouldn't have been a pleasant place or wasn't necessarily the place he would have chosen to go. But God still called him. And for some of you, you know the places and the things that God is calling you into, but at the heart of that is an invitation. An invitation to go deeper into this relationship with God. The Bible says there is a way that seems right to us, but leads to death. Craig Rochelle says there's a way that always seems right. And a lot of times, like Jonah, we do what seems right to us. You might think, I need to be happy. Maybe more money will help. And it seems right, but it leads nowhere. Or we might think a new relationship might make us happy, or a better house, or a new job, or better friends, and something else, and something else. We're always looking for that something else. There's a way that seems right to us, but it leads nowhere. And the reason that is, is because when you're running towards something that isn't God, ultimately, you're running away from God. And you might even see part of that in yourself today. Just like Jonah, we're all running, I think, from God in some part of our lives. And yet 2,000 years ago, God loved you so much that he sent his only son, Jesus Christ, to die for the sins that separate us from God. And now Jesus gives us that invitation to know God again. And we might think, but you don't know what my life's like. I've done all these bad things. I'm a terrible person, but all God wants you to do is stop running and turn towards him. It doesn't matter how far you've run, what you've done, or where you're at. God is still saying go. So run hard after Jesus. All right, look, I mean, I'll be honest, I don't know what your relationship with God is like right now, but let me tell you this. If you're doing your best to run from God like Jonah did, you are going to get frustrated, disappointed, and exhausted. Because God is at work in your life, even when you run. But if you're willing to stop running, if you're willing to stop fighting God, you can be welcomed into God's family through faith in Jesus Christ alone. And if you call yourself a Christian, that's great. But are you truly experiencing the peace and the joy and the rest that Jesus can give you? If your heart is anxious and you're trying to control things in your life that only God can, it might be worth asking if there's still an area in your life where you're trying to run from God. 
You'll grow tired and weary and frustrated from running, but you will, without a doubt, experience peace and joy when you stop holding parts of your life back from the presence of Jesus. I want you to imagine what that could look like for us. Now, this year, we're talking about the year of generosity, and, you know, it isn't about money, but it's about using what God has blessed us with. God's given us all something to be generous with, and we're called to be generous because God was generous with us first. But generosity starts with saying yes. It starts with saying yes to that calling. And that might mean we stop and talk to that homeless person. We pray for that person when it's awkward. We make the, the new guys feel welcome. For others among us, it's going to mean saying yes to Jesus again. Picking up those bits of our lives and our hearts where we're running from God. But for all of us, imagine if we stop running. How different would our lives, this city, this community look if we just stop running away and ran to where God is calling us? We would see this world transformed in a heartbeat if we stopped running. For all of us, just like Jonah, the word of the Lord is going to come to us. And we have a choice to run towards where God is calling us or to run from God. And my prayer is that we would run hard after Jesus, whether that's for the first time or the hundredth time. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for who you are. Thank you for what you're doing in our lives. I pray that you would show us, Father, where we are running. I pray that you'd keep calling us to follow you and deeper into this relationship. Father, I pray you'd give us the strength and the bravery to follow your calling. Amen.